Ozzy the Sports Junkie back with Jake Jacobson on the No Hold Bards podcast with Ozzy and Jake. It's growing exponentially by the second, really. I mean, we can hardly keep up with the growth. That's what I told my girlfriend last night, Jake. How about yourself? What about myself? I said I can hardly keep up with the growth. The growth on your face? I was going to ask you about I that. I was going to have that looked at. Because <laughs> literally at this point, it's bigger than the growth in my pants. The growth from the stench of, well, rotten sewage and garbage of both of our NFL franchises is growing exponentially as well. Uh, I, 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 you know, last week we opened the show and I, um, I told you I wasn't prepared. There was nothing to talk about. I'm in worse shape There's today. Less today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm completely demoralized with well, my just, New York Jets. Well, the, you, you've been there before, though. I don't know if I've ever... I, I know we went 0-16 under Rich Cotide many oh years ago. Oh, my God. That's right. But right now, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a worse offensive line in my life. Darnold will never make it through the season. Um, maybe the mononucleosis um, should reoccur, and he sits out the rest of the year because he's going to get killed. Levy and Bell can't do a thing because there's no... There's no holes open for him. And then you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who actually are somewhat competitive, but uh, at some point in the game, it just blows up in their face. Competitive against Dave. You know, Mike Evans told a very telling uh, statement post-game. Mike Evans, who's been very mild-mannered guy, very, you know, good guy in the team and locker room. And let's face it, the best player on the team, hands down. Haven't had a career day leading to the fourth quarter, and then they just forget about him. Yeah, what, 189 yards, something like that? Through three quarters. I'll get to the play calling because it was atrocious. It might have the play calling might have trumped uh, Winston's poor play and the offensive line's poor play. But here was Mike Evans, Jake, post game, uh, being interviewed by all the networks. There was eight, ten, thirteen, all the big stations in Tampa. I've never heard the guy curse. He goes, "What's it like to I have a career day and still come up on the losing end?" He goes, "I'm fucking sick of losing," and he didn't even wince when he said it. And he goes, "I don't mind losing to a better team. That's no better team. That team." It's a shame somebody had to win that game. The Titans are a horrible team. They're not good. And the Buccaneers, at least you could say this, the Buccaneers have more talent on paper on their squad than the Buccaneers do. Are they uh, Houston? Are, are they, I was calling them the, Tennessee. I was calling them the Toronto Argonauts because that is one hideous uniform, isn't it? I mean, the, the uniform's hideous. The players are hideous. The weather was hideous. The field was gross. Other than that, it was a lovely ball game. Turnovers, penalties, turnovers, interceptions, fumbles, fumbles called back, interference in our headphones. Just everything is going wrong with our football teams and life in general. I'm, I'm just confused. If you're talking about Tennessee, all right, Tannehill couldn't make it as a Dolphin, and they're tearing their team apart and trying to tank it, and the Jets will probably give them their first win this Sunday. But what I don't understand is why, again, Marriott has been a disappointment, just like, uh, you know, just like Jameis has been for the Buccaneers as they were taking one, two in the draft right. five years ago. But I'm still not understanding why Tennessee would not stick it out with Mariota unless they want to let him sit back for a couple of games. Tannehill, Tannehill does have experience playing in the NFL for a number of years. So, But, you know, Tennessee, not that I'm a fan or anything, but since they played the Buccaneers last weekend, you got to figure out what are they going to do with their uh, situation at quarterback? Is Mariota their future? they got a big problem, too, because, I mean— they're both young men, Tannehill and Mariota, not 30 years old. They're probably in their high 20s, would you think? I like Tannehill coming out of college. Yeah, no, no. Well, I like a lot of guys coming out yes, of college. Me too. And then they get to the NFL, and you realize that they're not ready for uh, NFL, you know, the good college players. They're not good 
you, quarterbacks in the NFL. But if you were, the, let me just ask you this: sure. If you could reverse things right now, and you had the again the number one pick, and Tennessee had the number two, would you take Mariota, Winston? Would you trade straight up right now, as is five years down the road? Would you trade Mariota for Winston? Moving forward, or, or five years back? No, right now. Whether yeah, if you yeah, saw, I, I would do it for the simple fact that we need a fresh. We need a fresh slab of meat on the field. We need a fresh page to turn because, yeah, obviously, it's a foot, it's a team effort. But unfortunately, be it fair or not, Jake, your quarterback is the face of your team. The quarterback is the leader of your team, and it, it no, it, it speaks now more than ever. If you don't have a decent quarterback, you don't have a decent team. You can you can kind of get around a quarterback with flaws if you have a sub sub so much more talent on other parts of the of the team. But I look at it like this. When you got a quarterback who commits three or four, be it turnovers, be it dumb plays, be it bonehead plays, and that's the leader the other players look to as setting the example of how things are going to be done, don't you think, well, uh, well, number three had two bad plays. I only had one. So, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get called out for my bad play because, I mean, look at Winston. I mean, he's, he's the America's quarterback. So I, I think there's, it kind of defeats the purpose of credibility because you think guys on the Patriots, and I hate to keep going to the Patriots because that's a bad example because that's a once-in-a-lifetime team that's happening right there. But, all right, let's say uh, Kansas City. Now my homes is down, but the teams with a quarterback who is the leader and does make all the splash plays, the game-winning plays, don't you think that sets a high bar where other players, be a defense or offense, are like, well, I don't want to be the guy who screws the game up today as opposed to Tampa Bay where anybody can do anything bad, and it's still not as bad as number three had. <laughs> that's just a theory that I have. I mean, you can laugh if you want. I think it holds a little bit of credibility. I think that, that that losing mentality that's been there for, well, since day one, we got out of it for about a decade there between Dungey and, and Gruden. Yeah, that's But true. it's back. You want to hear a disgusting number, Jake? Tell me. Since 2010, Buccaneers are 55 and 110. Wow. That's not good. No, it's not good. But I let let's let me just go back to the Marietta Winston thing because we I'll, I'll make a high percentage assumption that no number one and two picks back to back have ever been traded for down the road. You know, one point let's it, since it hasn't worked out for us with Jameis, hasn't worked out for you with Mariota, Let's reverse it. Let's trade each other and see if they can. I would be it open out. to it. I'd be open but to it. I would be very interested in seeing that happen. Like we said, there's. Yeah, you know, the Buccaneers most likely are not going to have the number one pick. And the number one pick is going to go to probably Tua. It might go to Jalen Hurst. It might go to Bear in Oregon. I'm not sure who's going to be there. People are now saying Tua has a bum ankle. I'm not yeah. sure if that's the case, if it's going to be a you know, life-threatening situation as far as NFL quarterbacks are concerned, not life-threatening as far as death or anything like that. But it would be interesting if the Buccaneers and the um, Titans decided to make the trade just to see if, you know, a change of scenery for both guys who both, let's be honest, they both have certain amount of talents to play in the NFL and they've had some solid days and they've had more inconsistent days, but maybe both guys being traded for one another would be good for both teams because there's nothing, again, Tannehill is in the future if he stays in Tennessee. And we know that, uh, you know, here in Tampa Bay, they have nobody on the sidelines that's going to be their future. So, well, it's an interesting, it's an interesting question you pose. I think maybe you've got too many miles on either one of them now. Five years of damage, be it self-imposed or not. I don't know if I'd want to. It'd be an interesting experiment. I don't. It's not going to happen. I got an interesting experiment for you, Jake. Tell me, because Josh Rosen went to the 
uh, Dolphins on a one-year deal. Right. He's not going to stay there. They, they're not impressed for whatever reason. It's not working out well, down well, there. They, how, again, how can you be? It's like Darnold in New York. If you don't have an offensive line, they got a great running back. I mean, we're talking about he might not be a Hall of Famer because he hasn't had the, uh, the longevity. But Le'Veon Bell has, you know, a top-tier talent running back. He's proved that with Pittsburgh. You need an offensive line and all that. But if you don't have it, you know, what can you do? Darnold, it just... This, I'm just, well, you know what, I'm fr- I can't even speak right well, now. Well, let me take, let me speak once I for start, you. Once I start talking about it, I get, I get myself all discombobulated. And flummoxed. And you got a very important TV appearance, which we're going to talk about shortly, but I need you to stay calm. Okay. Um, we'll put on some spa, relaxing music, if that would help. And that, uh, where they have that, that, that kind of uh, aroma smell that. Oh, I love it. And then just, you maybe take your shirt off and I'll rub you down. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of which. No holds barred, Ozzy and Jake. <laughs> that, there is a, har- a bold tar. <laughs> there is a holds barred on that move right there, buddy. Down the hallway from the, the Sports Tricky Studios, there isn't a uh, relaxation session uh, office, if you're so interested. We ought to have her on one day. Maybe Fine. she could relax us both on air. Maybe separately, though. That's the, you know, that's the one thing about doing a show like that. In one sense, it's therapy. In the other sense, you get yourself all riled up when you start talking about it. I know, because things. we're passionate, and we give a shit about our team. Yeah, we like, do. You know, but some people, they're like, oh, well, they suck again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I don't buy that. I don't buy they suck again. I want answers why they suck. And more importantly, I want solutions why next year or this Sunday they're not going to suck. Let me get, I didn't finish my point. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen's going to be available. I, if I'm the Buccaneers, you bet your ass he's in my camp. I want to see what this kid's made of because he has zero miles on the on the on the arm. Sure, he played a, as three quarters of a season last year in, in Arizona for a horrible team. He played very very sparringly in in Miami. You you had uh, different reasons why he would look good in a Jet uniforms a uniform. I say, what's wrong with bringing in a young guy, perhaps to push Darnold? Well, well, all right. I well, no, they're not going to bring Josh Rosen over to uh, just push for a look. It's not going to happen. A backup. No, it, it's the same reason why they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater is they didn't want any competition. They didn't want any pressure. They just want to let Darnold go in there and, and figure it out. And last year they had uh, McCown, you know, helping him out through, through some of the adversity there. But regarding Josh Rosen, if you're picking him up, Miami, he was the number one pick by Arizona the year before. Now they have, of course, they have Murray over there. number in two in the country. But why aren't you playing Josh Rosen? That's my question. Why are they? They're not going to win with Fitzpatrick, and even if they do, they're not going anywhere. If you're going to tank the season, why would you want a quality backup in Fitzpatrick who might get you some wins like this week against the Jets and let Josh Rosen figure it out? Yeah, they are completely backwards there. The season is done in Miami, and the GM has admitted as much. Yeah, we're building towards the future. Okay, then it doesn't matter if you can eke out a, a last-second win with Fitzpatrick. Right. Fitzpatrick is what he is. He's a backup permanent. That's and the it. story, yeah. and he'd probably be a backup for three or four years still. Maybe a year or two. He's probably about 38 now. It's up to him. He's made a lot of money in his lifetime. But Josh Rosen is a second-year quarterback who numbered the second pick taken all overall by the Cardinals yep. last year, a second quarterback taken. Why not see what this kid's got? I don't think he was a second quarterback taken, but he was a first-round pick by Arizona. I mean, he's a top-ten pick? Um, Probably. Yeah, you know what? You're right, because Arizona was pretty bad the year before. So, yeah, he probably was. the quarterbacks? Was. Darnold is in year two. Darnold was taken above him. He This last week was his 16th game as a starter, so he missed part of last year with some uh, injuries and going through the uh, whatever they were going well, through. I, as the Bucks fan, here's the thing. Every quarterback that that squares up against the Buccaneers this season has looked to me head and shoulders better. 
So that in that in that scenario, how about we throw in a backup and see how he does? Here's what you're going to see. You're not going to see Arians say naps over because he was brought in here. Uh, half the reason he was brought in because of his career, his uh, resume with quarterbacks. Now that's where it's kind of a double-edged sword because he he tutored three Hall of Famers: Jake, Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, and uh, Peyton Manning. See now that he might have broke it, he might have cursed himself by having th- those three guys and Carson Palmer if Car- you need him. Right. Well, Carson Palmer took them to a Super Bowl. They didn't win it, but Absolutely. they were there. Um, he, uh, what with the Cardinals? The Arizona, yeah. Now he, that was Kurt Warner with the Cardinals, and uh, Kurt, er, you, no, had, you got was, him in the right building. Arizona had pa- Palmer was the quarterback for that team. No, it was Kurt Warner in Tampa Stadium against the Pittsburgh Steelers and Warner. Hit Fitzpatrick with a touchdown pass. You're thinking the the Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl, and then his other quarterback, Big Ben, hits Antonio Holmes corner end zone. I remember touchdown. that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, Pars- uh, he had them into an NFC Championship with Carson Palmer. That's as far as Arians ever got in Arizona. He okay. was on the field. He won the Super Bowl that day with the Steelers. He was the offensive coordinator. Fair enough. By the way, who is the Blaine Gabbert's out with a dislocated What the fuck's going shoulder. on there? Is he dead? Dislocated shoulder. Well, can we, are there other quarterbacks available? Well, that's what I want to ask you. Who is the backup quarterback for them? It is. Let me let me get into that. There's a kid on this team in his sixth. Did I repeat myself? Sixth season in a Buccaneer uniform, making. And now he's never been on. You talking about Ryan Griffin? Ryan Griffin. I'd be better off. They'd be better off paying Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this. Every quarterback that they lump out there against the Buccaneers turns into Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins, uh, Danny Dimes. You name the quarterback, and they explode out of nowhere against the Buccaneers. Here's what you're going to see, Jake. Just like in in hockey, your top goalie might be the Vesna winner. Gives up three softies first period. You you sit him down. You say, it's not your night tonight, kid. We're going to put in the backup. What would be wrong with Arians going, Jameis, not your day. We're going to put him in, save you for next week. You're not benched. You're you're still the starter. We're going to pull you. We're going to pull you now. You're just not feeling it. And put this kid in, six years on the squad, Jake. He's never taken a regular season snap. Not one. So I don't know what's going on there. I've never heard of anybody keeping a player on the practice squad, especially a quarterback, six years. But I'll tell you this, you can't put at anything what you see in spring uh, preseason other than the physical body on the field. But every year he looks a little bigger and he looks a little stronger. To me, he looks like a bigger version of Matt Ryan. I'd see what he's got. At this point, it's evaluating talent moving forward. And who knows? The crazier things have happened. Maybe you don't have to blow a top pick on a quarterback. Now, that's a little out there. But I still stick to my, here's my solution. If the if the world was according to Ozzy, I make yeah. a deal. I swing a second, maybe a third-round pick. Maybe two two-round picks, one this year and the following year. You get Cam Newton in here. You get a three-year contract. And then you take all your draft picks that you can get this year. You draft a Jalen Hurts, the best quarterback you can find, maybe the kid out of LSU. And you have a veteran, and you have a rookie, and there's no more quarterback situation moving forward. And Cam Newton's only 30 years old. He's got life left in him. Well, I, I, we talked about this last week during the podcast. Cam Newton might have life left, but he's taken a pounding with the size and the, and the competitor that he is. And forget about some of his character flaws. The guy, when he goes out there to play, he plays hard. And when he runs upfield, he he runs up to punish people just like a, uh, you know, like a linebacker, and it's done some damage to him. Uh, Allen has done a great job, although last week, uh, again, is San Francisco 49ers for real? I mean, I what they they, 50-something to, what, 14 over Carolina? Well, you talk about impact player. How about Boza? I was like, why, why is yeah. this kid getting all this hype? 
That's why he's getting hype. I mean, every play he makes a game changer. Yeah, so here's where, you know, we were talking about the draft before. I'm a, as we all know, we talk about I'm a New York Jet fan, and I am just embarrassed and just, uh, you know, beside myself with the way things have gone, especially this year, just awful. But Chase Young had uh, for the defensive end for Ohio State, who I hate defensive ends who wear the number two or any low number. It doesn't oh, make just, sense to me. Yeah, I hate it. Because they don't look like defensive line. They, they look the, like a receiver or a running back. kicker wearing 97. Like yeah, Ridiculous. Yeah. But Chase Young did a just an unbelievable number last week on Wisconsin. I mean, he was all over them. And he's going to be the best defensive lineman probably coming out of college this year. He might even be a Heisman Trophy winner. And the Jets, of course, whether they pick one, two, or three, they're not going to be picking a quarterback. That would be because it just have not had an uh, edge pass rusher, I think, since Johnny Abraham. That's a long time ago, and they ended up trading him to Atlanta, or he left as a free agent. I can't even remember. And the Jets, for things to work out, I think team, you know, you want to win in the trenches. You want to have a good offensive line. You want to have a good defensive line. That sets up everything. Sure. But for the middle of the line, and Leonard Williams, you know, the Jets' first pick uh, three years ago, the number five pick in the draft, who was supposed to be maybe the best talented player in the draft, has been a disappointment. He's not a bad player, but been a disappointment. And to me, one of the reasons why he was traded to the Giants, which I hate, for a number three, third-round pick next year and a fifth-round pick the year after, which is like nothing. So basically giving him up. But for him to be successful, I think you need an edge pass rusher. That opens things up. So they're double teamed. So if I'm the Jets and they have a chance to get Chase Young, if he goes into the NFL draft pile, that's the guy I'd want. Who's the best offensive lineman? I haven't done. I don't have my draft no board yet. But if, well, you said it's the worst you've ever seen in New York. Would, in, you, would it, you look? If, I'd go best player available lineman. Impact lineman is what you need. Well, to me, we need an edge pass rusher, and we need the defensive line is not bad. It just needs an edge pass rusher. The linebacking crew is all out with injuries. One's out for the season in Avery Williamson. Uh, Mosley, who they picked up and had a great first three quarters and then got injured and might not play again this year, well, that they got from Ravens. And this other guy. So, I mean, they're, they are hurting. There's no doubt about that. But offensive line, that's not about hurt. It's bad players. So bad draft picks, bad free agent pickups. That needs a complete overhaul. And I don't know what. Douglas, who came over from the Eagles and now the new general manager, he's got his hands full picking up. But if I'm the Jets, you know, you can get offensive linemen in third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, and some of these guys become great players. I'm going after a guy who I think, like you talked about, Boza, he's a stud. Certain guys you know are going to be really good NFL players. And I look at Chase Young and what he did last week and what he's done this year with Ohio State. And the reason why they're talking about possibly being uh, one of the uh, first, uh, you know, who is it um, who last wanted it for Michigan as a defensive uh, player who ended Woodson. up with Woodson. He might be the, uh, the, the, you know, the next one to win it as a defensive player. Chase Young is the real deal for Ohio State. And Ohio State might be the best team overall from top to bottom, defense to offense, team in the country. I mean, sure, we have a lot to go, and there's going to be a playoff and all that. Sure. But right now, what I have seen, and I watch college football every single week right now, and I do not like, I do not like them. I'm not a big fan of Ohio State. But the Buckeyes might be the best team overall in the country. Really? In my opinion, yeah. And things can change down the road. They got Penn State still coming up. Michigan, who had a great game against Notre Dame this past weekend. But LSU. That's down the road. LSU, although they didn't play very good against Auburn, got away with a victory, but didn't look that good. And Alabama's Alabama. But Clemson with a big, big, gawky quarterback. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Too long. I think he's going to play too long in college. He might be burned out by the time he hits the pros. I, I, I don't know. 
I'm, I'm, you know, with certain players like quarterbacks, I just see some great guys, and I think they're great quarterbacks, and they come to the NFL, and I'm saying, what was I thinking watching him in court? There is such a big, it's like high school to college and college to the NFL. It's just a, it's a huge difference. It's like guys who play in the minor leagues in baseball. When you come up to the major league baseball, some guys just realize, you know what, I'm a good player, but I'm not. Uh, you know, MLB material. Well, that's where you watch a lot of college football. You get a first-hand look instead of a pre-produced Mel Kuyper piece where you think this guy's the next Dick Butkus yeah, or Mel, Walter Payton. Yep. Because I fall or for Mc, that myself. Or, or McShay. You, you, yeah, you, you fall for the highlight reels. Hey, you're not in the draft if you're not a highlight, if you don't have a highlight reel. It's, it's like from high school to college. You don't get to college unless you're the best player in high school, blah, blah, blah. But we see it every year. I'd say out of the top, out of the, the top round, 70% hit. 30%. You know have what? a short career, not pan out where they were supposed to. I mean, to. you're throwing a number out there, but I'd be there is a number out there. How you find it, I have no idea. But that would be an interesting way to look at it. Like, over the last 20 years, the top 10 picks, and they do that in basketball sometimes. And it's the same thing. Guys are great college basketball players. They have number four pick, number five, number six, whatever it is. And they come in the NBA, and two years later, they're, they're traded, and they're busts. And I'd like to know what the percentage is in the NFL for these guys. Kind of bringing me down, man. Let's go. I have to go across the street, maybe have a few drinks. Jake burned out on him. I do love Billy Joel. Best, isn't he? By the way, odd, lo- odd choice for a lyric though when he says, "I stay home and masturbate." <laughs> Billy, keep that out. If I'm producing the album, I go, "You're off to masturbation line." Um, By the way, go see the uh, Linda Ronstadt um, documentary on Linda Ronstadt. Do you see every movie, music movie that comes out? I'm, I'm into, I love documentaries. I do too. And Linda Ronstadt's documentary is just... I would be very interested because I don't know that much about her career other than her 80s hits and then her Spanish hits. Well, you know enough. That That's part of the stuff that I had forgotten. Captain Jake will get you high tonight. Well, it is Halloween, buddy. That's right. If you're lit... If you're listening to this podcast on a thir- on a Thursday, today's Thursday, right? It is Thursday. October 31st, it is Halloween. If you're listening on Saturday, you already had your Halloween. And remember, Jake, don't eat any of your candies or treats till you get them home and have your mother inspect the bag because I hear these assholes are putting pins in apples. And if I find the son of a bitch who's doing it, that's his ass. His ass! My kids are old. They don't go trick-or-treating anymore. I've seen, I seen Aaron go trick-or-treating when I got beer and all the, all the accoutrement. Of a great day for watching football. I still, I'm still reeling about that day up in Tampa. Still, every day. What day? The day we had with your son up there, with oh. both sons, with Josh and Aaron up there at Stately Jacobson Manor, Channel Side. In Channel Side. Oh, great day, great times. I wish both the Bucks and the Jets were by every week. <laughs> we could just pick a fake team every year and go with it. If, you, uh, if I had to put a gun to your head, do you have a B team that you can at least pull for? Yeah, I, I guess. I, you're not going to like it, and most people don't understand it. But I, I kind of like, because one of my best friends, my oldest friends, is a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. And his ex-wife, who I adore and love, is a huge Dallas Cowboy fan because of him. So I, I guess I root for Dallas Cowboys. Well, that's not a bad one. I noticed a lot of New Yorkers. New York's an odd, odd crew because I'll know people dead, straight New Yorkers. Thickest attitude, thickest Brooklyn draw you've ever heard. Oh, the giant. I like the Cowboys. Yeah, I love the Cowboys. How the hell? You must have got your ass beat in school. 
is it a contrarian point of view? They just want to go against the grain? I can see the Cowboy fan in the 70s because they were always on TV, always in the Super Bowl. Well, that's it. I can't speak for kids. I'll tell you what it is. Nowadays, and you can get rid of Billy Joel, man. I don't know. I thought it kind of set a mood. You were I love Billy Joel. Getting me melancholy. And he plays at Madison Square Garden like once a month. That's isn't his it? thing. That's a gig, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. That is a gig. He brought in uh, Sarasota's own. A great episode. Now, why this show isn't on the U.S. is beyond me. Brian Johnson, singer from ACDC, has the number one show in England. He goes around and he spends a day with a rock star at their home, wherever. He spent a day in Oyster Bay with Billy Joel. I know where this shop is. I'm, my ex-wife lived right on the street, and my ex-wife's uncle is Billy Joel's gardener for 30 years. So he's playing that weekend at the garden. He gets Brian Johnson up and sings You Should Be All Night Long. Oh, that's... Great show. Why it's not on in America? I don't have any... With this Roku Nation... I'll get I'll go on with Kenny and footballs not on TV, but I, I'd be here for the next hour talking about Labatt's beer. At any rate, what a, <laughs> what a great Molson Golden. But it, Canadian, we have every sport under the goddamn sun. Can I watch Canadian football? It's not a bad product. I mean, when you need a game, it's there. It's three downs and it's 110 yards. And hey, man, and the, this is what we call three down territory. When the chips are down, I send 11 deep, and you know we can just go for it. He's at being an announcer in the Canadian League. He's at the 35-40, crosses midfield to the 50. The 50 again to the 45. <laughs> I could say, since uh, it's very depressing talking about football well, right get, now. Try to get up. We're going trick-or-treating later. But um, You're going to dress up as George Young, former owner of the New York Giants. <laughs> I remember Georgie very well. But, yes. Good-looking um, guy, wasn't I, he? I, yo, stop it. Um, <laughs> talking about Dallas Cowboys and fans. Right. It's in my little 12-unit townhouse community. There's only two kids in there, and uh, they're great kids. And the, the young kid is, I think, 9 or 10 years old, and the other day I'm talking to him with his father, who is a, the, the owner of uh, Mediterraneo downtown. And uh, I asked him, I said, oh, they were playing football, so I went out there, <clears throat> excuse me, to have a catch with him, and I said, who's your team? He goes, the Patriots. I go, what do you mean you're Patriots? Who do you like in baseball? I like the Yankees. Hey. So I went. I, so I went into. I'm basically giving this nine-year-old a whole diatribe about you can't root for only winners, and when they go bad, what are you going to do? And I'm. He's nine years old, and I'm talking to him like he's adult. This Explain. was the son who said he likes the Yankees and Patriots. Yes. I saw. But, go ahead. But that's, you know, growing up in the 60s and 70s, you know, your home team, the Jets were not on only when they were on the road. They weren't on at home. So who are the filler games? If you're a Giant fan or Jet fan, you're watching the Cowboys or the Kansas City Chiefs or Minnesota Rams or, you know, you watch the top tier teams. That's what they had on. So that's how people became fans. This day and age, you know, every team has their home teams and road, t- you know, their home games and road games on the, on TV. Sure. But the young kids are enamored by winning teams, so they kind of get sucked into it. And it's up to parents like me to bring them in and root for bad teams like the Jets and the Mets and stuff. And like when you that. say that, that applies very, very much to college football. It's cyclical. Whereas the that's why the Gators are now finally starting to come back to prominence. They are. Teams that are in the championship game and on TV, on CBS at 3.30 every Sunday, that's where the kids want to go. That's why Alabama just restocked. Every kid in the country, I don't care if you could start at Utah or be third string at Alabama, you go to Alabama. That's how they get better. I mean, the kids want to be on TV. The kids want to be seen. Absolutely. Who well, doesn't? Well, let's be honest now. There are so many games on a Saturday afternoon or even a Thursday night. 
And, and, and Saturday nights, prime time. Every restaurant has to have a TV because there's so many great games. This is a slow week for me as a college football fan. You got, first of all, Georgia Florida is a great matchup. All right, but I don't like the fact that it's a three thirty game. I want a night game. There's not a real good night game this week. There's not. And why is why why is Georgia favored by what six points? They five and a hook. It's a little yeah. heavy line, isn't it? Is it? Six yeah. Points? From what I, I was, I was on my buddy Farrell's show earlier in the week. We were talking about the Joe Madden move, the Rays, or the, the Rays yeah. and uh, Buccaneers, obviously. Six and a half points. That's a little strong, isn't it? Where's Georgia ranked? Uh, it doesn't say, but Georgia's in the top ten. All right. Well, I love how they couldn't. They had to change the names to the world's largest cocktail party because there was so many kids getting drunk. They're gonna get drunk anyway. No shit. I mean, that's like the the Red River Shootout had to be changed to the Red River Showdown. I'm telling you one thing, and this segues to last night. What a job by the freaking Washington Nationals. They were down to an elimination in five different five different games. They were facing elimination in mid game, and they won all five games. And the first time, now, this, I don't know if you heard this stat, and I didn't mention this prior. It's the first series in the history of seven-game series where the road team won every game, and that includes baseball, hockey, and yeah, football. I never. Uh, uh, basketball. That was a question I had today while I was that, at Publix. I, I, to me, I've never seen anything like it. It's unbelievable. Can you back that, that number up, though? I don't believe that. I, it had to have happened somewhere in basketball. I can't imagine. Honestly, no, no. I, I road think road I think team like, won every game. I never heard of it before. I didn't either. I know in my lifetime, I don't remember ever seeing it. But I will tell you this. This is why Mr. Rendon is going to get so much money, because he is so clutch. In oh. both the sixth and seventh games, both down Washington, he got the ball rolling in the, what, sixth or seventh inning by getting a home run. It kick-started the whole team. The guy is a monster as an infielder. He can play third base. You can put him at second. It doesn't matter. But the one thing he can do is he puts the ball in play. He can drive the ball, brings in runs, hits home runs. He is just a a monster of a player, probably the most underrated player in all of baseball without question. And he's going to be a 200 to $300 million player after this season. I got one for you. Which is over now, actually. How about a guy who is having a rough time in the uh, Dodger series, fumbling the ball all over, you put him at second, put him at first, Comes back in a game that the, the Natties were looking not like they're going to win it. Kershaw's on the hill. Bam! Cowie Hendrick with a two-run homer in L.A. Last night, another big home run. Got that team going. He's a uh, an unsung hero on that squad. He, he was always a very good clutch hitter. He started clutch. his career with the wow. Angels. He was very, very good. It was a great pickup for them, but... Rendon, to me, is a guy that if you're, if, oh, sure. uh, me being a Met fan, we need a third baseman. You know, Frazier, Todd Frazier is going to be gone. They have nobody really in the minor leagues. This is a guy you're going to have to pay, again, between two and $300 million, but he gives his heart and soul every game. He's a clutch player. I love him. I mean, it's just what he did in the last, in the last two games to kickstart that team. And I remember they're down. They were, I think it was, what was the score? It was two to, two to nothing. He hits a home run to make it two to one. Right. And he goes into the dugout, and you can see the energy that, that he brought. Him up. And then two batters later, Kendrick hits the home run that hits off the right field foul pole, I think it was. He put, yeah, you're right. He, he was late on a swing and don't, don't it off the right field pop, that, foul pole. But that's baseball now. Balls that look like regular fly balls to outfield or going foul find its way into the stands. And that's just what we have to accept nowadays. But think about this. We talk about great clutch players. 
you, we know that Verland is going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, he is a unbelievable pitcher and probably this year's Cy Young Award. But he's 0-6 in World Series. He could have wrapped it up in, you know, in Game 6, and he didn't get, in, get, didn't get it done. Why? Rendon hits a home run to get things kick-started off. So how about that? Dave Martinez. You know what? I, I hearken back last night because I'd kind of forgotten about this. Davey Martinez started his career in, in a Cubs uniform, 87, maybe 88. He's a good hitter. Good scrappy little guy. Yeah. I remember distinctly. This is, of course, day baseball still going on. You come home from work and catch the sixth, about the fifth, sixth inning. And he was traded to the Expos mid-1987, maybe 86. And I remember Harry Carey saying, Boy, I saw Davey in the clubhouse. The poor kid was crying like a baby. I had to assure him life's going to be okay. Well, not only was life okay, because guess where he was traded? The Montreal Expos. He took off. He had a great career. I wound up a longtime Ray. First hit ever as a Ray. Bench coach with Joe Madden. And to be the first winning manager. They go back to the freaking Walter, the big train Johnson. That was her first championship last night ever. And I ask you this. Where was Frank Howard? If he was alive, I don't care if he was in a, a just a vegetative state. Frank Howard, the greatest living uh, Washington baseball player, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, eighty. Well, and a one, just a wonderful guy. He coached yeah. not too long ago. He was the coach on the Yankees, I believe. I did, big guy. What I, was he seven foot five? He's six seven. Jeez. He's he's eighty three years old. I don't remember the last time he coached. I don't think it was that well, recently. Would you agree? Well, I think Washington baseball. Frank Howard comes to the top. Well, it's. I'm curious, unless again he's sick or anything like that. I was surprised that he didn't. Somewhere. He wasn't at least at the home games at Washington. He didn't show up at all. Let me tell you something. I mean, if Donald Trump can show up and get booed, why wouldn't Frank Howard come up and get cheered? Two guys I thought of. I thought of Frank Howard, and I thought of somewhere in a Cherry Hills mansion, sitting all by himself, probably a long 5 o'clock shadow, if not weeks of unshaven, is one Bryce Harper, <laughs> who's saying, oh, God, I got... Because Philadelphia loves overpaid, underachieving players and long-term deals. So not only is he going to hear it every time... The three trips a year they go into Washington, he's going to hear it from the Philly fans. No doubt. Oh, that guy. Sometimes you don't take the money and run. Sometimes you stay with the home team. Well, if you're him, they did offer him a decent amount of money. I don't know how much more uh, Philly paid for him. That he's making three twenty-five. I don't know what Washington offered him, but it worked out better for them. The best young player in all of baseball. It's not even a question. Is Soto? Oh my God! What I mean, a series he had. You could have your pick of like five different MVPs. How about Strasburg? He won the MVP. How about as great as this? First off, do away with a car for the MVP. When a guy makes $30 million, what is a car to him? But I would have done this. I don't care what it costs, the fine, whatever. I would have gone NASCAR, Jake. Get in that bitch and start doing donuts right in the middle of the outfield. Just tear the shit out of that field. Well, if it was in Washington, maybe. I don't think they're going to do it in Houston. <laughs> they might have let him. They might, you're right. In Washington, they might have let him. But the fans just going berserk. Davey Martinez, I've talked to him many times. Great guy. Sweet guy. But, I, you know, we talked about this last week when I told you about the Facebook message from our gopher Greg where he basically criticized me because I told he had said Mart they wish they had Martinez for a raise coach other than Cash. And I did question the decision because Martinez was a part of Madden's crew and all that. Why sure. They had the reasons, I guess. And But this year what Cash showed to me with what they had and what he did with all the injuries and all that was second to none. The pure talent that Washington had over the Rays I can't say that Cash would have won with Washington, but I guess you can't question now because Martinez won a championship with a much superior, talented, from top to bottom team with Washington that the Rays should have hired him because a lot had to do with the talent that they had. I'll tell you this. As I sat last night thinking, 
I saw stopped at my buddy Randy's house. I said, man, three years ago tonight is when the Cubs won the World Series. One of the greatest nights of my life. Jake, I, I just completely lost it when, they, when that last, when, when Brian threw to Rizzo. I couldn't believe it because I never in a billion years thought I'd ever see it. My grandfather, born in 1911, he never saw it. Lived and died, never saw it. My father, 1928, he lived and died. Never saw it. I saw it. Will I ever see it again? Probably not. Not with the Cubs. But boy, you talk about a release of energy. It just took me back. And boy, the good Lord smiled upon me. But because three years ago, I'm staying at my friend's house with not a lot going on. And boy, look, the sometimes you throw a, you, you throw a note up to the man upstairs. He looks out for you. So, And as I said to Greg, I think, I think the Rays right now are in a better position to win a World Series than the Cubs are. Maybe. I think the Rays are looking good. Maybe. Uh, but the one thing the Cubs have to, that the Rays money. don't is money. Yep. But I don't. I do not want to hear one. You know the Facebook post by Go for Greg again. This is why I would have picked Martinez over Cash. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to second guess it again. We we are talking about two different programs. Yeah. Washington who spends money like that. I mean like that. Whether they're going to re-sign Rendon or or not, I'm assuming they will. But the fact is they have a lot of money to spend. And down the road, Soto's 21 years old. They got him locked up probably for another, what is it, four years before they, he goes into the free agent market. Player. Robles. How about they, Zimmerman, the first ever draft pick by then, there to win the game, there on the field. How about Strasburg? Remember all the hype that he came up with? And well, he lived up to it. Then he had the Tommy John to come back. I mean, uh, there's so many stories there. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but you, you can't tell me now and say, you know, in hindsight, the Rays should have had Martinez and not Cash. I, because I trust me. Martinez could not have done as good, or if he did as good, he couldn't have done better than what Cash has done this year. This was one of the, and he, what ended up winning, he won the, as I said, Boone did a great job with the Yankees. They had their own injuries, but they have so much money tied in with some of the talented players that they have. There was no question to me that Cash was going to win the American League Coach of the Year, and he did. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand what the debate even rages now, other than the, the fact that you question him questioning you. Yes. Yeah, that's the only debate because both guys won. One won the World Series, one won Manager of the Year. They're both great managers. There you you go. can't debate that. No. How about this? I'll give you a moment to debate. I'm listening to my buddy Pharrell on CBS last Friday night. Had to call in. Uh, Mets reporting Eduardo Perez, young Tony Perez Jr. I understand. Yeah. He's what been- has he ever done besides sit? He was a he was a fringe player in the major leagues. He worked at ESPN. Does he have coaching experience? What did Aaron Boone do? He played for the Yankees. He yes. had a marginal career. Yes, and, okay. he was in, and he was in the broadcast booth. Okay. And then they hired him. And, you know, guys like this, no baseball. I mean, I guess you're I, right. I mean, he's got pedigree. A lot of people thought, and I, you know, some people liked the, I love the Joe Buck, um, uh, Tim McCarver combination. And to me, when McCarver was being the analyst for Fox with Joe Buck at the, at, at the time, before he retired, McCarver, who was a very good uh, solid pitcher for a uh, catcher for many years and, you know, caught Bob Gibson and caught guys like Carlton and all that. But he saw things in a game that he said before they happened and they happened. And to me, that's a guy who can make a good manager. He never wanted to go into it, but I think McCarver would have made a great manager. So some of these guys, they go and Eduardo Perez, again, was a much less base marginal baseball player than any of these guys, Boone or anything like that. But in the broadcast booth, you know what? He's articulate. He knows the game. So I can understand after seeing what Boone has done, jumping from the broadcast booth, never having coaching any experience in the Yankees hiring him, I could see the same thing with Perez. Well, they didn't get Girardi. Girardi goes to Phillies. That was kind of an odd move. I don't but... care. I mean, Girardi did his uh, you know, decent job with, 
with Miami. They fired him, or Florida, whatever they were at the time. Well, and then he goes to the Yankees, and had all that talent. He wins, what, one World Series? And, you know, to me, I, it was not a big deal. I wasn't a, you know, Girardi's okay. He's a little bit too conservative for me, very stern faced. I want a guy with a little more life. I like a guy with some fire, especially baseball and football. I like my coaches show a little emotion. I want to see a, a pulse over there because. Uh, you know, I want the co- can the coach be at least as half as passionate as I am sitting at home watching on TV, paying the guy's salary by buying all these trinkets and tchotchkes? In some in some cases, I think it's a little bit overrated because Belichick doesn't throw a fit. You're right. Belichick is very cool, calm. Tom Landry never threw a fit. Never. A lot of these guys never saw Hank Stram go crazy. He went crazy for the 57 Power Street strap. And by 57 the way, Power Street strap. When did it change that coaches who used to, you know, wear suits and hats and all that ended up now they were, you know, they they throw on these hoodies and hoodies, all that. Dirty's got a meatball stain it's, when he had for lunch. It's it's changed dramatically. I remember watching baseball, you know, highlights from back in the 20s and 30s. People went to the games in their suits Connie Mack, and all that. And the manager had a suit. It's that's that's what fries my ass. I'm coaching it, I don't need to see him in a suit. Although it was cool, they, uh, there was a coach I forget his name. He was coaching the. Uh, his father was a big shot, and he wound up coaching the Niners. He was developing for Reebok a spandex like a, a lycro suit that expanded and breathed on the sideline. Can't remember his name, but it was kind of cool. Ditka was really the last guy to wear a suit to, uh, to pay homage to. I don't remember uh, Greg uh, to uh, Tom Landry. Because he played for the Cowboys. Okay, that's fair. See, I, I, like I don't it. have a problem at all, but here's one I got a problem with. And Kevin Cash, one time I've seen him. They were in New York, and Sternberg was in the crowd. I don't know if it had anything to do with that. that. Can the manager wear a jersey? I don't need to see him in a T-shirt. Act like you look like you're part of the team, part of the, in, the ground crew. Cash refuses to wear a goddamn. You know who started as Frank Kona? Just sitting there with his hoodie on. Put a jersey on, for it, Christ's in sake. In the dugout? Yeah, I never wore, I've never seen Cash one time in a raised top. You know, I never noticed that. Never once has he done it. He did it one time against the Yankees because Sternberg was right behind the dugout. And I guarantee that that boss is here tonight. I better look like I'm part of the team. All I know is if I'm a manager, if I'm a coach, if I'm anything in that dugout, I want to be in a uniform. You know, shit. I want to. That's what. It used to, be, used to be a joke. Why does the manager wear cleats? Because before the game, they hit fungo. They, they work with players. There They're not go. just there just to stand there and eat sunflower seeds. Good point. Yeah, I mean, your manager's out there fungo hitting. He's working with guys, talking around the cage, chewing tobacco, spitting, repeating, grabbing his crotch. Do you know that most <laughs> players, this is crazy, Jake. You, you were an athlete just like I was, played, you know, baseball. I never played organized football, but tons of baseball. I never went on the field once without a, jo- a cup. Oh. I've, no one wears a cup anymore, only catchers. I can't. Even, even in the NFL. No, I can't fathom not I can't even imagine. No. Could you imagine? No. That's insanity. It, it's like these assholes who wear no helmet plate on a motorcycle. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I, I didn't realize they weren't wearing uh, cups now. No, of course. Yeah, I'd that's wear a common cup. knowledge. They say it's too uncomfortable. But I will tell you this, and I was talking about this with uh, somebody the other day, because you know now chewing tobacco is kind of, I guess, weaned itself out. Some it really people has, still use it, but it, you know it's cancerous Passe. to the mouth and all that. But the sunflower seeds—that's one thing I I can never adjust to because. I can't, you know, these guys throw a chunk in their mouth and they're spitting it out and all that. I just swallow the whole thing. I, my tongue and my teeth and all that do not coordinate where I can bite, get the, the seed in my mouth really? and spit out the, spit out the shell. Can't I do it. have an insightful, in, in-depth look at that. Can't do it. working construction for 30-odd years, I was a sunflower seed freak. Had to have them in my mouth. And here's what you do. I put them in my pocket and there was a spot right on this tooth where I crack it. It put on its tip and you split it. As you'll see, that, yeah, but, ho- that tooth has a gigantic hole in it now. But yeah, but 
these guys are putting, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 at a time in their mouth. How do you separate it? You just got to work your tongue. What it was How do these chicks tie a knot with a cherry stem? Well, I was just going to bring that up. I have no clue. And I, I'm pretty good with the mouth. You're, you're a linguistic man, <laughs> a master of many tongues. But I cannot. You're a common cunning linguist, as they would like to say in the business. You know, doing the tying the cherry and the, the, the whatever they call That's it. That's bizarre. Because do how it. do you pull it through? But I can't. The, the, the thought of a sunflower seed. You know, they, you ever had the uh, edinami in Japanese restaurants? There's these little, uh, they're like um, uh, snow pea pods. Oh, I love those. Yeah, but I cannot put one in my mouth and crack it open and get the seeds out without eating the, the shell around it or whatever it is. The, Eat the whole thing. So I have to, with my hands, I click it open, and then I take the seeds out and eat it. It's the same thing with a or sunflower see, seed. You spill your seed by hand? I have to do it. I mean, we were at a, uh, we were at a, a Timex place this past weekend in St. Petersburg. You were at where? Timex watch? A Timex place. I know, Time Mexican place. Where, what? In St. Petersburg, what were we doing there? Which was fantastic, by the way, because a friend recommended, so we went with them. And they had this spicy kind of chili sauce at an army. And I had to pick it up with the chili sauce and everything, and they go, what are you doing? I said, well, I I can't put it in my mouth and separate the seeds from the, whatever they call it, around it. Shell or whatever the, uh, there's like three little seeds in each one. Sure. They said... You cannot do that. I said no, and that oh, that's how the the whole seed, uh, uh, what is it, the seed thing came. What do they call it? The we, pumpkin pumpkin seeds. No, the seeds that used to uh, chew the seeds that for sunflower baseball. seeds. Sunflower seeds. I can't do it. So I couldn't. I can't. I just don't have the. Maybe I'm not. I'm just not coordinated enough to do it in my mouth. Can't do it. Well, I'm sure you can do other things with your mouth. I can. My there. my lovely daughter. This is just coming across the. Uh, no Holds Barred text line. And by the way, you are listening to Ozzy and Jake on No Holds Barred on this, uh, if you're listening on a Thursday and Halloween night. Found more ways now than ever. Spotify is my go-to. But That's my go-to. <laughs> my the lovely little junkies just sent me a meme of Jameis Winston with a bucket of candy saying, here, pick six. He throws the whole body into the front yard. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is a beauty, little junkie. That's she is something else, I'll tell you what. She's down there at Toyota, just killing it. She started out as a helper on the... The team that cleans up cars, getting them ready for yeah, this yeah. thing. Manager. Stop it. I'll, you stop it. Gettle? She's no experience manager? necessary. No experience. And went in there. She's running the whole show. Because she's a beautiful girl who doesn't take shit from anybody. She's the manager at Gettle Toyota? No, she's the manager. She's the, co- she's the assistant manager of the detailing department, oh, okay. which is pretty important. That's yeah, so good, yeah. Let me tell you something. Having a girlfriend in the car business and Gettle... Uh, when there's a deal brewing, those people don't leave because if that car leaves tonight, it has to be detailed tonight. So there's a lot of aggravating long nights. But here's the beauty. She works there. She lives there. I mean, you can throw a rock and hit it. So God bless her. And God bless the old, the elder junkie gal taking my boys out tonight. They did a Batman and a Captain America pumpkin. The only problem in Florida, you got to do it like an hour before you go out because it goes flat, the heat. Did your kids ever do pumpkins, Jake? Carving? Yeah, I don't remember. They're old. Jesus, God, what were you? <laughs> You're an absentee father. No, I look. You don't remember if Aaron and, and Josh ever carved a pumpkin? I don't think so. I don't, none of us. What do you mean you don't think so? I, I, we never did it. Did but, you ever celebrate a birthday? Were you ever home? I spent my whole life with them traveling around because, thank God, I had it, it was unbelievable my schedule and jobs from TV to radio somehow were always worked out where I was able to coach their baseball teams, traveling a, you know, a. U teams and all that. 
I was in high school. I went to their practices. I, I coached them, and I went to every single game. I was a sports junkie with them, like you, and they, they played every sport, and I was there for every game, unless I was on a golf weekend, which was, you know, once or twice a year. A month? Yeah, twice a month. <laughs> but I did. I spent so much time traveling with them. It was it was exhausting, but incredibly fun. I will never, ever uh, regret anything watching. You know, I always wanted kids. Never thought about grandchildren. Don't know if I will have one. It doesn't matter to me. You'll have them. The fact that I have kids, that's what I wanted. And I enjoyed watching them grow up. And I enjoy watching them now as young adults. That it really is. Because it's second. It's a second. You get different stages of parenthood, as I'm finding out. The, the bullshit oh, and, always, the, and the annoying part of, you know, diapers and screaming kids and everything. That's all gone now. I love that. Every five years is how I see it. You, there's just a noticeable difference if you look back every five years. Even in our right, life, right. there's always another chapter. It seems like it's a five-year chapter. I, I look back last night when the Cubs won the World Series, and, and I remember I was working for a service electrical company, and I'll, I'm going to be dead honest. We drank all night long. The sun came up. We put a, seven cases of beer. I put a, a, two cases of champagne. I'm calling every person I ever knew as a kid in Chicago crying like a baby, and I had to go to work. And I get a call from the owner of the company. Uh, am I to understand that you on a service call reeking of beer this morning? I said, you bet your ass. Well, well, we can't have that. I said, well, the dude was a total stiff. I go, well, you see, Bob, last night I watched a baseball game. You see, baseball is what men watch. Men watch it. It's a game that men and women who are interested in, you know, real things, not going up and killing, blowing head off deer and putting their head on the wall. Um, and my team won for the first time in 108 years. So you're goddamn right I drank all night long. I should have called in sick. That's on me. But I'd do it again tomorrow and the next night and the next night because that's what men do who uh, follow sports. And I, I suggest that maybe you get into something a little more manly than kicking your dog and beating your wife. But I digress. Yes, you did. Um, I don't understand people who don't get into sports. Women, okay. I don't even accept that. I've never been with a girl who didn't at least know a little something on the fringes of sport. No, there, there are some that have... No, con- no idea whatsoever. Are not concerned about and it. That's not fine, interested. That's fine. And some of them have their husbands, and I talk to them. They go, "Oh my, my!" Either it's their husband is like us, and they don't care like my wife. But my wife does like sports. I mean, she she was more interested in the World Series. That was on. Like to me, I was wa- last night. I watched the whole game. But the other games, I was going just just checking out the score. She had it, whether she was in her office, in the house, or wherever she was, that World Series, she loves, absolutely loves baseball. Because it's a, it's a, it's a drama. It's an ongoing play that's on every night. But and the stories intermingle. It, it, you can't make up better stories than sports. But I meet people that, women that are, you know, we're, we're talking about them all the time at work at Publix, and people come and talk to me, and they hear us talking about sports. She goes, eh, I'm not into it. I mean, what about your husband? No, nah, he's not into it. I'm thinking, wow. What do, you guess, do, what do you do on Sundays? I, I guess you have a dream life for you that you don't have to worry about your husband being inundated with watching sports all day long because he's not into it. So I'm he sh- basically follows you around. I'm sure you've seen that uh, that clip of uh, the Jeopardy final round, or it was a, foot, a sports round, and all the three eggheads up there didn't get a single answer. I mean, this happens when four balls cross the plate. The batter is awarded a, <laughs> what is a walk? I mean, these. I'm like, where? Even in passing, Jake, in turning the channel, you'd pick up a little something through it. They're all in their 30s. In changing channels, you might skip over a game and pick up something. God, I don't get it, but to each their own. Well, you know, that brings us back, talking about TV, we were bringing, again, because we, uh, no holds barred, is a, uh, basically, uh, it's all over the place, and it we is. apologize, but, uh, you know, stick with us, because it, it, it is fun. But 
there was so much. We were talking about college football. It's it's endless. Now this weekend again, the the lineup is not great other than Georgia, Florida, but. What you, you're talking about guys being recruited and guys going to you know uh, places that are going to be on TV. You really know unless you go to Division two schools, Division three, basically every Division one school you're going to find at some point every weekend you're going to find a channel that has a game on, even if it means nothing to you. They are it means something to an alumni, a former player of that team, or uh, who has a brother or a sister that plays for that team. It's just every you know it, from twelve o'clock on. It seems like there is a game on. You know, at least four or five games that you can watch. I'll tell you what. The, I, I told you I made the switch. I cut the cable and went with the Internet TV package. And I have two problems. The Fubo TV package is awesome. It's $49 a month, but it's over 110 channels, all sports. Uh, 110 of sports channels, over 300 channels total. But they don't have ESPN. Now, that's a big problem. That's insane. That's insanity because that, that screws my Monday Night Football game. So I'm looking for a new one. And we get the bill, Jake. From our fine folks at Xfinity. Are you aware of this? Now, I know in your cell phone, you can overuse your data. Yes. You can overuse your home data. I've never heard of such a thing. I did not know that. Ah, oh, there's, there's fine print. And we pay like $99 for extreme internet. I know when I'm out on the road or something exactly. like that, it tells me. But yeah, you don't want to over, you don't want to sit there and watch it going with the wind on your phone. You're going to use up all the data. It's coming in on a line. We're not... You can use as much as you want, I thought. I did, too. I, and I, I tell do. you what, they, they screw you coming and going. And they go, well, you can you buy our Xfinity t- Wi-Fi package. I said, why don't you take your whole company, store, Comcast, whatever you're calling it this week, and go blow yourself. I mean, they're just screwing you left and right. Uh, uh, capped Internet data inside your own home. Well, I must go over that and porn alone. porn alone all right give me a couple three and then we got to get out of here give me three games for this weekend pro or college oh god i I put you on the spot last week too because i I texted you i go we got money in an account give me a three-way but it's technically you said just play a teaser well a teaser is a three-team parlay all right let's let's do i'll give you a parlay all right Uh, give me a parlay. i'm looking at it right now so it's gonna be quick I think Philadelphia's win last week at Buffalo uh, will ignite them to a couple wins in a row. Chicago is struggling. There's questions whether Daniels or Trubinsky should start for Chicago. I'm sure it's going to be Trubinsky. They are favored by five points, Philly. At home against Chicago, take Philly. Minus minus the five. Eagles minus five. Correct. So a great meme of uh, Fred from... uh, from Scooby-Doo ripping the face, false face off of Trubisky, and it was Jay Cutler. He goes, I would have got away with it, wouldn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> Jay right. Cutler, you see. All right, let me see. What Another else. quarterback made a career on what? A game against the Buccaneers. I'm just, again, I'm just, that was the first thing that hit me was Philly over Chicago. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a second to, uh, to look over the Peru's lines there. They're blowing up in uh, Vermont, Pennsylvania, with the gambling just kicked in two weeks ago, the FanDuel sites were opening up. God bless, please. If you anything, that's all I want for Christmas. Pass that the sports gambling bill in Florida. Man, it would be so much fun. I'll tell you what, Florida State who can't draw flies at their home field in Tallahassee because they well, suck. Because they suck, but they played a good game last week, and I against Syracuse ripped them to shreds. Miami also struggling. Florida State at home, laying three points. Take the uh, Seminoles against Florida State. 
to win another home game. All right, FSU. FSU getting points. Now they're laying three. Laying three. Laying three. A three, a third, just to lock it in. So, Mike, you know, maybe you put a turkey on a chicken on the stove on Sunday night. And I'll tell you another one. I think. I think New England goes down this week. They're at Baltimore. They're uh, they're get Baltimore right now is getting three and a points at home. I Mark love Jackson. Lamar Jackson. What he's Ooh, done he's fun there. To watch. I love uh, Coach Arbar. And I think you're going to have an upset. And New England's going to go down in a defeat. So there's your What's three the spread on What's the spread on that game? They got to be three and a half. Take them straight up. Get the uh, get the extra. Uh, you know, like plus whatever it's going to be, 150, 140, something like that. The money line. The money line, and that's your parlay, and you win a few bucks. I think if you're a Patriot fan, I'd want to lose early as opposed to losing late. Just, that yes. Pressure builds when you're undefeated. Correct. Pressure builds. Well, no pressure in this show, Jake. Hey, you got a little uh, appearance tonight. People are going to see you on the local ABC affiliate. Bill Logan uh, does a uh, show, and it's an hour long on ABC7. He's an anchor there, and he also does a kind of a uh, topical thing, and tonight's topic is going to be Something we can talk about next week, should college athletes be paid, whether it's by the colleges or by endorsements? That's something that has gone into effect in California that will take place in 2023. That's something we'll discuss next week in our podcast. Hey, another one maybe we'll, maybe we'll discuss after that. Should podcasts be paid? <laughs> Speaking of which, you want your ad on this podcast? You can sponsor it. Call me, 941-822-7335 or Junkie at gmail.com. Give me shoot me. You want full sponsorship title? No one will whore a product like Ozzy and Jake. We will whore any product. Vape cigarettes, uh, uh, scrubbing tugs. You see now they have vape alcohol, Jake. What? Vape alcohol. They're outlawing in 30 states. These vape? kids go, <gasps> and it's 10 times more powerful than a drink of regular alcohol. I don't know how it works, but. Is it vodka? Is it beer? Is it scotch? Yeah. Yeah, but how do they get into vape form? That's insane. Just smoke dope and drink beer, you fucking breed. I mean, what is wrong with people? Work for us. Look, let's be honest. Part of the fun is drinking. Is drinking. It's, yeah. It's the taste. We I like don't want to go, <gasps> and then hit the floor. Yeah. And I'm not, look, when I say drink, I have a martini every night. Yeah. I, I don't get drunk, but I like I like a little buzz, and I like the flavor. It kind of relaxes me after a tough day at work. Absolutely. I like about three orange Bud Lights, and maybe I'll go... You know, pleasure myself. To be honest with you, <laughs> nobody likes Orange Bud Light that I know like you. I love the product. You really should be a spokesperson for them. Well, Joe Furtoff, you're listening, my buddy, my long-lost pal who supported me forever in a day. Well, I'm more visible now ever. I'm going to get Joe in here, and I guarantee you, they got a shit pile of Bud Light Orange swag down there because they might as well just give it to me. I mean, when we went... Uh, when we were, when we triumph were, this thing. When we were in Channelside a couple of weeks ago with my son, they went out and they found the Bud Light Orange for uh, you. God bless Aaron. He brings, brings the six back home. What a good kid. Hey, man, Josh. I, I need to get Josh down here soon. All right, Jake. Thank you for coming, more importantly. And thank you're you. The, you're my favorite of all the Jacobson. Well, I appreciate that, and I love being with you. You're like a brother to me, and uh, I, I look forward to this every week, and I look forward to next week with another podcast. And there's the uh, there's Channel 40 making sure you're on time. It's a- I don't know nothing about that. All I know is that somebody is going to get the ass whooped over this thing. There's no try. There is only do. Yoda. You're listening to the Sports Junkie Radio Network.